chasing dramas. I am your host for today, Karen. Today's podcast episode will be my review of Love Like the Galaxy or Xing Han Tan Lan. This is a 56 episode drama starring Lia Wu or Wu Lei and Zhao Lu Si in the title roles. Lia Wu, you will recognize as a child actor now turned extremely handsome young man who is most well known for his roles as Fei Liu in Lang Ya Bang or Nirvana in Fire, and of course last year's The Long Ballad or Chang Ge Xing as Ash Le Sun, where he played that character alongside Di Li Ba. Zhao Lusi made a name for herself in Chuan Shuozhong the Chen Tian Tian or The Romance of Tiger and Rose, but was also in The Long Ballad with Wu Lei as the Princess Li Le Yan. Zhao Lusi was most recently in the drama Qie Shi Tian Xia or Who Rules the World with Yang Yang. This drama is actually broken into two parts. The first part is called Xing Han Tan Lan, while the second part of the drama is called Yue Sheng Tang Hai. The drama is based off of a book of the same name, or largely the same name, written by Guan Xin Zeluan, who is actually the author of the story of Minglan or Minglan Zhuan, which was then, of course, made into the drama Zhi Fou, Zhi Fou, Ying Shi Lu Fei Hong Shou. This review will be online on our website at www.tastingdramas.com in written form. If you have any questions or comments, please let us know by emailing us at karenandkathy at chasingdramas.com or else message us on Instagram and Twitter. We are putting other dramas that we're currently watching or else full drama reviews on our website too in case you're looking for something to watch, so please check that out. I'm going to start off with a general plot or story recap for the drama and then I'll go into my overall thoughts for the show. This show is set in a fictional world that is heavily influenced by the later Han dynasty. The young woman Cheng Shaosheng finally meets her birth parents, who are both generals in the army for the emperor, for the first time actually since birth, after her parents went off to fight in war for Shaosheng's entire life. Shaosheng, despite being naturally intelligent, was neglected by her grandmother and aunt in her education while she was growing up. This results in Shaosheng being rather uh, wild and interested in crafting various contraptions rather than reading. Upon the return of her mother and father, as well as her two older brothers, Shaosheng finally has a family again, but her mother cannot accept that her daughter is not what she envisioned her daughter would be. Clashes arise between mother and daughter, while Shaosheng is also bullied by ladies in the capital for not being a proper lady. Meanwhile, Shaosheng crosses paths with three men. Number one is Ling Buyi, the young and accomplished general raised by the emperor and empress. Two, Lo Yao, the young son of an unfavored branch of the powerful Lo family. And three, Yuan Shanjian, the handsome, intelligent, but aloof and rather condescending scholar turned court minister. Xiaosheng's bravery and unwavering tenacity to stand up for herself attracts these men and helps her become more than an educated woman of the Cheng family. For this drama, I give it a 6.7 out of 10. 
I had some different thoughts for the first part of the drama that definitely shifted as I watched part two of the show. And even though the world building of this drama, in my opinion, is really good, and you can tell that the production value of the show is very high, I actually found that the drama was perhaps 10 episodes too long. I honestly struggled to get through the end of the drama and lost my eagerness to chase it, especially in the 70% mark of the show. The drama, in my view, especially part two, tries to stuff too many genres into the entire show. From what I described above from a plot perspective, can you imagine there being palace drama and plots against the Empire? When part one was primarily about Shaoxiang's upbringing? Hmm, no, but that's where the drama goes to. The pacing throughout the latter half of the drama in particular was inconsistent, and the resolution I felt was a little rushed. Wu Lei's Lin Buyi has the far more interesting backstory, and in my view, the older generation of actors, meaning parents age and above, uh, captivated me much more than the younger ones. Perhaps it's because I've watched a lot of these older actors growing up, so I'm more partial to them. I am probably on the lower end of the spectrum here with my rating of 6.7 as Ban actually gives the drama uh, currently a 7.5. I really wanted to like the drama more than I did, uh, but I think it just did not live up to my expectations. I had high hopes for this drama, especially because I do enjoy watching dramas with Wu Lei and Zhao Lu Si, and it just mm, didn't get me there. You can tell that this drama has a high production value because of the sheer size of the cast and there were some absolutely stunning long takes in a few episodes that showcase the care put into creating the show, but perhaps because of the subject matter and because I did not read the book, so if somebody has read the book, let me know, I just feel like there was too much that was stuffed into the show, so it kind of got lost uh, as we headed to the end game. But without being too negative, let me go into what I liked about the drama and also more in depth into what I did not like. First up is the relationship between the Empress and Consort Yue. It is one of the sweetest palace relationships I have ever seen between two women. The relationship between these two women and the Emperor Wen Di is based off of the true story of Emperor Guangwu of Han, or Liu Xiu, and his original wife, Yin Li Hua, and the subsequent woman he married as his empress, Empress Guo or Guo Shengtong. In this drama, Yue Fei was originally married to Wen Di, the emperor, but had to be demoted to the role of Fei in order for Wen Di to marry Empress Xuan due to her family's military backing. In any other palace drama, as well as the drama that depicts this relationship pretty well, called Xiu Li Jiangshan, the Empress is overbearing and evil and wants to kill the original wife that is now a consort. Xiu Li Jiangshan is a pretty good show. It's a little older now, but if you have a chance, take a watch so you get an idea of the story between Liu Xiao, Yin Lihua, and Guo Shengtong. In this drama, though, Empress Xuan is kind-hearted, accepting, and unjealous. She treats consort Yue or Yue Fei with respect and understands that she, the Empress, is just a third party to Yue Fei's relationship with Wen Di. 
Xuan Huanghou, or Empress Xuan, did not want to marry the emperor, but her uncle forced this marriage, so she had to comply. Consort Yue or Yue Fei does not blame or disrespect Xuan Huanghou in any way. On the contrary, Yue Fei views Xuan Huanghou as an older sister, or at least that's what she says. The two women respect each other and knows each other's place in the palace. While they don't actively interact with each other, there's no animosity. That is honestly so sweet and heartwarming. The emperor, to his credit, also does not mistreat the empress despite loving consort Yue. The respect and care expected between a husband and wife is afforded by the emperor to Empress Xuan. In a way, each of these women stays in their own lane but does support each other when it's necessary and they also never suspect the other when things go awry in the palace. I really do appreciate this relationship. It is really healthy and one that is so refreshing uh, for palace relationships and dramas. In reality, uh, Yue Fei is the happier one because she at least enjoys the love of her husband, while Xuan Huanghou is pretty much just a pawn for her entire life. She has never really lived for herself, and it's not like she doesn't want the love of her husband, but she realizes or recognizes that it is not her place to try to stand in the middle between his relationship and Yue Fei's. This type of self-awareness is very rare in dramas overall, or at least I think in, in people and in humans. So the way that it was portrayed is also quite refreshing. Speaking of the emperor now, he is without a doubt my favorite character in the entire drama. Played by Bao Jianfeng, and Bao Jianfeng is someone I have watched in dramas almost my entire life growing up, so I have a soft spot for him. And it's funny because he also just finished his turn as emperor in Menghua Lu, or A Dream of Splendor, right before this drama aired. And so everyone was like, oh, is Bao Jianfeng now just going to be an emperor in all dramas? In this drama... He is so hilarious in his double standards for his adoptive son, Lin Buyi, versus everyone else. Other young folks causing trouble due to love interests? Nope, they have to be severely punished. Oh, but Lin Buyi is out with a girl? Ooh, that's not a problem at all. Let me find out everything about her and help match them together. He is literally all of us watching the gossip or your favorite couples getting together. And then what's even funnier is that when he's trying to share his thoughts with the Empress or Yue Fei about what he thinks um, about the relationship between uh, Shaoshang and Lin Buyi, both of these women just push him out for being too annoying. <laughs> I feel like that's a lot of times when I'm going to Kathy and being like, oh, I think this couple is so cute. And Kathy's like, no, I don't see it. Or she's the opposite. It's, it's so funny to see this portrayed on screen by someone who is supposed to be this regal and, you know, serious person, but the emperor is just so cute. He is fair and kind, as I mentioned earlier, to the women in his life and cares deeply for the loyal brothers that helped push him to the throne. Lin Buyi is the son of one of his closest friends who perished in war to help him get to the throne, and that is why he does have a severe soft spot for Lin Buyi. 
There was another scene where the emperor punished Ling Bu Yi for his insubordination and he is to be caned. And these are, uh, or this scene where Xiao Shang goes to plead for him and cry next to him is one of the, I guess, most iconic scenes of the drama, meaning that there were so many spoiler images of the scene. But then when you actually watch the, the drama, Sure, Xiao Shang and Ling Bu Yi are having a heart to heart, but the emperor is watching this entire scene unfold and just being like, let me play this out a little bit more to ensure that Xiao Shang understands just how much she cares about Ling Bu Yi. The two women watching this scene unfold with him, the empress and Yue Fei, both just roll their eyes at him and actually leave him because they're annoyed he played such tricks on these two lovebirds. Who wouldn't like an emperor like that? It was such a weird scene. On one side, you're cracking up laughing, but then on the other side, you're crying tears of, you know, of emotion. So interesting take on this emperor. That is, again, different, but very funny. It is these older actors, in my view, that really help bring about this world building and uh, a new kind of environment for the drama to thrive. Speaking of world building, I do think that is another thing that this drama does very well. Fans of this podcast know that Kathy and I are particularly interested in the history of Chinese dramas. While this drama is only based off of a historical time setting, it did build an interesting world because many of the terms used in reference to individuals have been changed. This is only going to make sense for Mandarin speakers or Chinese speakers, because, for example, from simple things like calling an older sister uh, in Mandarin, what we would call them as 姐姐, but in the drama, they use the word 子. So instead of saying 姐妹, they say 姊妹. Similarly, instead of calling a young woman 姑娘, they are referenced as 女公子. I have to do some research on whether or not this is historically accurate in any way, but I have enjoyed that aspect of the show quite a bit. The way that they talk is very different from most of the historical shows that we have seen, especially these types of romance dramas. So it does seem like they tried very hard to build an interesting world where Ling Buyi, Xiao Shang, and the rest live. And I truly do appreciate that. Now... What did I not like about the drama? My primary gripe with the drama is that it tried to be too many things at once and stuff too many characters in the drama, which led to a final result that, for me, falls flat. I wish it stuck to one or two genres and then did them well or else gave similar screen time for each genre. Part one is primarily about the family feuds for Shaoshang, particularly between her own mother and also with the other young women in the capital after Shaoshang is brought out to society. After these first 20 episodes, the drama then shifts gears into a palace drama for a couple of episodes where Shaoshang has to figure out how to deal with princesses and other women in the palace. And then it shifts into a detective drama where Shaoshang has to help solve a number of plots and then shifts into a political drama, all in the last 30 episodes. Because of that, it also turned from being a rather lighthearted drama to one of immense pain and despair. Lots of tears were shed in the last 10 episodes of the drama. The pacing for me was just not there. 
It also made me struggle to care that much about the relationship building scenes between Shaosheng and Lin Buyi because oftentimes those scenes were placed to add cuteness to the relationship, but hampered down on the pace of the drama. I was like, if you guys are going to do palace fighting or detective work, can we not add some of these other sweet scenes in between? Because I feel like I just want to go from one to the other. From what I described above, the scale of the drama went from being very micro, meaning like the nitpicky small day-to-day squabbles between Shaosheng and her mother and grandmother, to then impacting the fate of the entire empire. I know that this is a growth story. We wanted to see the growth of Shaosheng, but I don't think this would have been a problem if the pacing of the drama was better. The drama spent way too much time on Shaosheng's struggles and growth period at home, that then made the challenges later on in the palace a little jarring. Though the drama tries to bring everything back together and tie things up in a neat bow, I almost didn't care. I really do think that this drama should have only been like 40 episodes long rather than the 56 episodes and cut out some of the fat, and I think that would have made for a better drama. Not only was it too long, I also do think there were too many characters. And because the drama moves through so many genres, there are also many characters introduced in each segment of the show. This meant that some of the antagonists really didn't have much impact. And even some of the people that are on Shaosheng's side, they are kind of just shunted aside after their plot usefulness goes away. I can't exactly put my finger on it since in other dramas, we've seen many characters survive for only a few episodes, but they had more oomph to it. In this drama, Lin Buyi, the main male lead, had a number of women be infatuated with them and would make life difficult for Shaosheng, to which I'm like, who are you again? Why are you back in this drama? Like, what, what's your impact? Why are you important? Many times, these characters are introduced just as a plot device to further along an interaction between Shaosheng and Lin Buyi, and then once that is done, that character is discarded, and only to resurface when needed or convenient for the story to move along again. Especially towards the endgame, I feel like the characters that resurfaced did not have as much impact as I would have liked. I'm going to leave it there because otherwise I'm going to fall into spoiler territory. I do have some straight observations that, you know, is it just me or did the entire drama film when it was raining? Because in so many scenes, the floors are sopping wet, which results in many of the women's dresses being coated in dark water or dirt. Not that that's an issue, but the overall color palette for me of the drama is so much darker than I preferred it to be. But maybe that was an intentional choice because the darker themes later on the drama. That's just something that I noticed. I will say that it's quite nice to see that, you know what, it's okay for women's dresses to get dirty because it happens. It can't always be clean and pretty as we've seen in most other dramas. So that's a little bit of realism, I guess. I'll stop there with my thoughts on Xing Han Tanlan or Love Like the Galaxy. Overall, like I said, it was a serviceable, but a couple of episodes too long of a drama. Thank you all so much for listening. If you have any thoughts, questions, feedback on this episode, please do let me know. We will catch you in the next podcast episode.